0: Hello, and welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy, and today we're going to talk about the hashtag it's okay to not be okay. Enjoy. <music> Alright, welcome back. For those of you who have been listening for a while, you know that I am just giving advice from myself, life experience, and generally a lot of information from the books that I have been reading. So, I saw this hashtag recently on Instagram that it's okay to not be okay. And there's a group that I follow both on Facebook and on Instagram called Mental Kilter, And it is a group devoted to people who have found fitness as a way to help themselves with anxiety, depression, addictions, and to really reroute that energy into something that makes you healthy and positive. So all that being said, there was recently a story shared on there with a woman who was celebrating three years of life since her failed attempted suicide, and she talked about Her anxiety, her depression, her struggles with eating disorders, and her attempted suicide. And really just kind of dug deep into, it's okay to not be okay, but how do you keep moving forward when it's not okay? And after reading that, I kind of was realizing that I was in a little bit of a depression myself over the past few weeks. And... It's tricky with depression for me. I think anxiety I'm more aware of because I'm aware of how I feel when I'm anxious. I'm aware of my behaviors when I'm feeling anxiety. When I'm in a depression, I'm aware of it because the people in my life are asking me if I'm okay. I have a lot of sensitive people in my life who are enough aware of my behaviors and my mood and my face, I guess. I'm a relatively expressive person, I think. And they will ask, hey, are you doing okay? And that's my cue now that I need to check in on myself. If somebody else is asking, then I need to check in. So a few weeks ago, my old man, his name was Barney. He was named after Barney from How I Met Your Mother because when he was a found dog, he humped everything that moved. (laughs) And Barney, or Bar-Bar Binks, Um, died from kidney failure. He had to be put to sleep a few weeks ago because he was just, he had gone downhill so fast. And I went through the grief process without numbing myself. And for me, that's a huge achievement. But at the same time, those feelings were so sharp and so painful to really work through them was a bigger process than I thought it would be. And it's interesting when you lose a pet, I think, because for me, I haven't lost anyone in my life in quite a while, but there are people around me who are losing their parents now. We're reaching that age where um, death is becoming the end of the cycle of life, and we're kind of processing that a lot more often um, at my age. So I felt... As though this gave me a lot of understanding of other people in my life and things that they may be going through and whether or not they choose to grieve or they choose to numb is something I am actually much more able to recognize now. If they're just trying to block it out and avoid it or if they're actually embracing that horrible, horrible grief process. And... I jump back to mental kilter because there are a lot of people in that group that have gone through really traumatic things. And watching them evolve and share their story, I'm surrounded by this group of people who have kind of come out of the other side of things in life. And I think that I'm realizing that I have become one of those people. I lived my life numb and wishing for death, depressed, and really broken. And then the thing that actually changed my story, my path was I signed up to become a beach body coach at one point and I started growing as a person then. And it was not a smooth growth. It was rocky and it was ugly sometimes. And I learned a lot about myself that I didn't want to know. And I had a really hard time accepting the things about myself that I don't like. I had a hard time accepting the fact that I could be a suicidal person. That I could be a person who would damage themselves to try to numb out life. I remember very distinctly a night where I was tucking my daughter into bed. And she was just a toddler and my son, a slightly older toddler, (laughs) and having this image of them living their life without me and just being completely heartbroken by it because all I wanted was peace and I felt like the only peace I would ever have in my life was in death. So why am I sharing all of this horribly vulnerable stuff? Um... The idea that it's not okay, it's okay to not be okay, caught me off guard because it is an acceptance of your life as it is and that you can keep moving forward as opposed to having to have an end. I wish sometimes that there had been different things in my life that I had felt differently. And I'm going to cry on the podcast again. (laughs) I wish that I had been able to feel more when I was younger. Instead of trying to numb out feelings. I wish I could have come to the place that I'm in now sooner. Because I feel like I wasted so much time stuck in that cycle. But to be coming through the other side and knowing... I'm an adult person who suffers from depression and anxiety. I lived a life with an eating disorder and I had really dark moments. I think it has finally settled for me. I tried to hide the ugly for so long. I tried to just be a kind person and the ugly would creep out. And taint everything in my life so to finally be more open about it and to finally accept it for myself led me to this it's okay to not be okay I'm never probably going to be 100% okay I'm always going to have these pulls and these moments but how do I process them now versus how I handled them before is where I'm at I wish that I could give you a magic solution for how to get from the place where it is your life to being a part of your life. But I think it just takes time and the ability to really deeply look into yourself and love yourself, even the ugly parts of yourself. I am sure that it would be a lot easier to live life pretending that these things don't exist. And I believe that I have been put on a path to really finding solutions for myself because I found community of growth. I found people who have really pushed to get mental health out there and it was available to me because of those pushes it's okay to not be okay but it is also vitally important that you move out of numbing behavior and start feeling your feelings I recently was listening to a Buddhist monk. I have a few of her books that I've listened to on Hoopla, and she speaks about when you feel those sharp pains of life, those sharp, stabbing edges of feeling and depression, that the natural instinct is to push them away and numb them out. But instead, you should sit with them and feel them and hold that as long as you can and start to... Feel it in a different way. I'm going to share a couple of little analogies and stories that she shared. One is that feelings are like waves in the ocean. That as you get deeper, they feel stronger. And they feel like they could knock you under and take you down. And you'll end up with sand up your nose and water in your lungs. But the longer you stay with them, the less they take you down. You start to adapt to their feelings. You start to understand they're coming. I see them coming. What do I need to do to prepare for this? And another story she shared, which I absolutely loved, (laughs) is a story of a man and a woman. And they live with their horse and their son. And they value and love their horse and their son because the horse helps them with work on their farm and the son will carry on their family name and helps them as they're getting older. And one day the horse runs off and the mom, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing that could happen to us. How will we ever survive without our horse? And the dad says, maybe yes, maybe no, maybe this isn't the worst thing to happen to us. And the next day the horse returns and he's brought a mare. So now they have two horses. The son sets out to tame the new horse and gets thrown and breaks his leg. Oh my gosh, oy vey, the worst thing that could possibly have happened to us has happened to us again. Now how will we work the farm? And the dad says, maybe yes, maybe no. Some soldiers come through and they take all the able-bodied men. And the son's not able to go because he has a broken leg. So you see the trend here. Sometimes the worst things that happen in your life are happening for a reason that you don't know or understand or can see or process. I try to remember that when these things happen. They're happening for a reason. So hold on to the feeling. Be present with it. Meditate on it. And let it shape your life instead of letting it consume you. I said I would share the good, the bad, and the ugly on this podcast. But I will be honest, as I'm wrapping this up and I'm about to post it, I feel very vulnerable and there's a great fear of what others will think of me knowing more about me. It's um, it's really scary to just put your stuff out there. And the reality is, I know that I'm not the only one. And if I can be brave, then it might encourage others to be brave in their life. So that being said, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, my name is Trace M. Thompson. You can also follow the hashtag, it's okay to not be okay, You can follow Mental Kilter and you can follow Project Semicolon as a place of pausing life and starting again. Thank you for (laughs) hanging in there for this one and please know that even in the yucky, darky, mucky nastiness, I am still a very optimistic person about life. I love you guys. And please know that you are genuinely and purely loved.